You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. How you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Today's a, today's a very good day. One of the reasons why I think today's a good day is because I have been recently seeing a lot of very nice reviews on the How to Talk to Girls podcast in iTunes. And just want to let you know that it is much, much appreciated. I do read all the reviews and I just love to see them. And you have to understand that the more reviews I get on this podcast, the more we can help other guys because it gets up in the rankings. Also, something I've been thinking about lately, and this is absolutely true, the more reviews I get, the more that other people take the podcast seriously, which means that I'm able to get better guests for you, more interesting guests, more celebrity guests. Like just recently, I had a Mark Ripto of the Starting Strength world come on here. And I'm going to have Brittany Furlan Lee. She's a big influencer. So when I tell people, you know, here, check out the podcast and they, you know, I email them. And it's a cold email because I'm not getting introduced necessarily. They get to, or even if I am introduced, doesn't matter. They go to the podcast, they see, they go, oh, wow, this guy has, you know, 500, 700,000 ratings. This must be a serious podcast. And they come on. It's pretty awesome. So I would absolutely love for you to leave a review too so we can help other guys get better guests and grow the podcast to be huge. So let's go ahead and real quick, let's read some of the recent ones that have come out. They're not mind-blowingly interesting, but you know, at least you get to see what people are writing and it just gets me so excited. From Boston Rocks On, this stuff works. Five stars, Trip has an honesty and humility that is very refreshing. His dating advice is psychologically sound and easy to follow. Thanks a million, Trip. You're welcome, buddy. From A2 Brown, keep them coming. Five stars. Maybe it's just me, but I found the where you're putting it in abrupt ending to the how to touch a girl when you first meet her podcast. Kind of funny. Not sure if that was intentional or not, but well played, Trip. Uh, no, it was not intentional, but I'm glad that you laughed at it. Uh, Lieutenant Ham, 3906. I've been listening for at least five hours a day while I'm at work. For the last two weeks, I'm learning a lot. Great material that is easy to digest. Thank you. Are you welcome? Dan11, Dan11 says, great podcast, five stars, awesome, sincere advice. We got a four-star rating from Noel Tolentino. He says, I really like this podcast and I would like you to put the books mentioned in the episode details. Also, would like to listen to an episode talking about the polar opposite energy, masculinity, and femininity. Well, guess what, Noel? You're in luck. Because today we are going to be exactly talking about that to a large degree. And I know I didn't put that in the title, but really the whole episode is about masculine and feminine energy. And that's what's really cool. And we dive into that with our guest, with our guest, who is named Ina, Ina Mel from inamel.com. And uh, thank you for the suggestion, by the way. That You're right. That's a great idea. I will put any books that I talk about in the show notes. I don't always mention books, but you must be listening to some old episodes. But from now on, I will absolutely put that in the show notes so you can see what's going on. So anything I link or anything I mention getting or buying or whatever it is, links will go in the show notes. Cross my heart. Hope to die. All right. So yeah, today we are talking about 
what she's thinking when you approach her with Ina. She's a relationship coach. She's smart and uh, she's a woman. So she gets to speak on her behalf in terms of what it's like for when you approach a woman. And we go off into some tangents that dive into the masculine and the feminine and just give you a whole review if you uh, if you don't know already about what some of these qualities are and how you can use them to be your most attractive self. So you're really going to like this one. I loved it. I was excited about it. And it was just great to have someone here on the podcast that coaches women so we can see a different angle here. So let's just get to it. All right, here it is. Here's my interview with Ina. Listen, learn, enjoy. Hey, Ina, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me on today. Just randomly, I just want to say this because I just feel like it. Your name reminds me of a girl that I once knew in, in high school. Her name was Ina. And that was the last time I ever heard that name. And so just, I don't, I don't know, I just felt like saying that because when I see that name, I'm like, oh yeah, Ina, because not a lot of people are named Ina. And that just reminds me of that one girl from high school. So anyway, it's great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And again, thank you for having me. And just to kind of quickly about my name, it's actually a very common Russian name. So she she must have been Russian, the, the girl. I'm, per, I'm pretty sure she, she, she is. Uh, she didn't have an accent, but yeah, no, I'm trying to think of her like, what was her last name? <laughs> I don't, I don't remember, but yes, she. I'm pretty sure she was Russian, and yeah. So anyway, <laughs> it's great to have you on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you do. Yeah, so I'm a relationship coach. I specialize in working mainly with uh, single, successful women who are looking to attract their king. It's pretty simple, and so that's kind of how my journey started a little over a year ago. And so now, like um, yeah, because I feel like I just get straight to the point. They just want to attract their king and, you know, create a healthy relationship. No, totally. I just, I like the way that you kind of, it's, even in that tagline, it's like you're supporting men. It's like, find your king, yeah. you know, like find a, find an awesome guy. There are awesome guys out there. Let me help you find that person, you know? Oh, yeah. So no, that's that's fantastic. How long have you been doing this for? So I've been officially doing this for a little over a year, but I also took about three years prior to getting into this where I studied. I did a lot of coaching. I studied under the John Gottman Institute. Just Oh, yeah. you studied under John Gottman. How did you do that? I did, yeah. Well, I pretty much just when I first got into this, I wasn't sure, you know, if do I want to geared towards men? Do I want to gear towards women, relationships? And ever since I was a kid, I was very, I guess, one of those curious kids. Uh, My parents got divorced when I was eight years old. And so I was able to see what a healthy relationship and what a toxic relationship looked like at a very young age. And so John Gottman has been my muse since I was in college. And so just studied under the Institute, um, learned, you know, but mainly... When it comes to John Gottman, I feel like he mainly works with couples, you know. And then after that, I realized, okay, I really want to help women because I was a single woman for a long time, and so I figured, you know, if I was able to help myself, I can definitely use the same tips, tools, and techniques to help other women as well. That's great. No, I'm yeah. a, 
I'm a big fan of of John Gottman and the fact that you studied underneath him is already yeah. enough to know that you you know what you're talking about because all of his stuff is backed up. Oh yeah. In in data yeah. and in science. And it's research like, based. Relationship he's all research based. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he's just found out some incredible stuff and so you know that it works and the relationship dating niche industry whatever you want to call it is not a hundred percent, you know, scientific, of course, and <laughs> yeah. and you know, I mean, even my stuff, I haven't done re- specific, actual scientific research. Mm-hmm. I've done research, but you know, it wasn't scientific. It was just through my experience and the experience of other men I've talked to, other women I've talked to over the course of many years. I still think it's it works, and clearly it does because yeah. you know I've, I've tested it and all that stuff. But it's just refreshing to know that there is someone out there who is doing this. Scientifically, and it's cool that you studied under that person. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, and then apart from studying under the John Gottman Institute, I'm just a big fan of like Esther Perel. I, I don't know if you've heard of her. I'm a big fan of her oh, work of as well. Yep. I think she's amazing. Harvell Hendricks as well. So I feel like if you just put all of them together, you know, they just create so much amazing information that we can all use even to, for years to come, even when we're in relationships. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Harvell Hendricks. Yeah. That sounds familiar, but I don't know who who is that. So Harvell Hendricks, he has a book. What is the name of it? I can't. Oh, I know yeah. this one. Okay. I've heard yeah, Getting the Getting Love the You love Want. You want. Yeah. Him and his wife. So he's also very big on, you know, he's a very oh, yeah. famous relationship coach back in the day as well. So I'm kind of old school, I guess, in that regards. Although I still I'm still young, but I feel like it's always good to to look back at all the research based stuff and then implement you know your own experiences as well as like you said talking to different clients and just different people and then kind of working with all of that instead of just theories <laughs> right yeah no totally yeah. totally that's fantastic so i'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today which is cuz you're a coach for women as you said yeah so Whenever I talk to a coach for women, and I've talked to a handful over the years of doing the podcast, I like to get their perspective more than anything. Mm-hmm. Because you'll know, of course, you're also a woman, so you know the woman's perspective. But it's more than just a random person who's having their own perspective. You talk to women all the time about this topic. And so you understand what women are going through. Right. And so I thought we could talk about what is she thinking? What is she? What's going on through her mind and inside of her mind when a man approaches her? When a guy is approaching her? You know what we'll do here is we'll talk about the approach in person, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll talk about a little bit of the online stuff too, just because it's it's always interesting to to talk about that, even though we kind of understand what what, what happens right. there. But I think it's it'll be interesting to to go through both. So. Let's talk about that. So first of all, you said this to me before we even started that you know the women that you work with are a different kind of breed in a sense. You said something about masculine energy. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, of course. So I, I think that most of my clients, they have a lot of masculine energy. And what does that mean is that they are very independent and maybe you know A-type personality. And so it's hard for them to find men that... I guess, match their energy level only because a lot of A-type personality are not necessarily attracted to these women. They're intimidating. And so what I try to do is I try to work them 
to realize and to understand how to lead with their feminine energy, uh, something that they don't do per se in their career, but they need to do that in their home, in their personal life in order to have that balance. And so, yeah. And when we talk about that topic, a lot of them are clueless. They, they're not even sure you know, what that means or it's almost like an unconscious thing where they don't even realize that they carry themselves through that energy. Yeah. No, it's, you know, what's interesting is, and I've thought about this before, because this is, you know, not the first time I've heard about dating coaches for women. So I know that a lot of women who seek out a dating coach such as yourself is a woman who does have that masculine energy. So they're having a harder time attracting a man. And what I found is that the men who need a dating coach usually are giving off feminine energy. And that's the reason why they're not able to attract women. So what's happening here is they don't know that they're giving off feminine energy. A woman who's giving off masculine energy doesn't understand that. And that causes the problem in their dating life. Is they're like, I'm not attracting the right person. Like, why isn't this happening? Or I can't attract a person at all. Yeah, because... I I can keep going with that. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, So I was thinking, you're, you're absolutely right. Because for the most part, I mean, most women, I think that they're looking for a partner who's going to protect them, who's going to make them feel safe and secure. And they're kind of looking for that energy of protection because, you know, the masculine energy is, is very stable, very confident. And so for, for these women, what I try to do is kind of lead them and to show them that, you know, they do have that energy and they perhaps they need a man who's a little bit, who does have that, you know, feminine energy and there's nothing wrong with that. So I feel like the women I work with are probably in need for for the guys you know who do have that feminine energy who carry that energy yeah it's interesting and 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 also you know i like to say this it's not guys fault you know and it's not women's fault it's like this is just something that's happening and they're seeing the repercussions of it you know it's like men who are giving off that feminine energy what do i mean by that and you know it's funny you hear that and it's like what does that even mean like the first right. thing that comes to mind is are you a guy who's like acting like he's gay? Are you a guy who's acting like, you know, I don't know, wearing female clothing? Like, what, mm-hmm. what does that really mean? And really, it's just, it's all in the behaviors, right? Let's go. A man who's acting more feminine is just a guy who's not, <laughs> it's almost like it's a lack. It's like a guy who's not acting masculine, masculine, a guy who's more submissive, who's not dominant, a guy who's not taking the lead, who's, you know, letting women take the lead, kind of being indecisive and just not taking action. And then the masculine, so let's not put a gender to it, right. Right? whether you're a man or a woman with a penis or a vagina, you know, a, a person who's acting more masculine is going to be a little bit more proactive, taking more action, um, just being a person who's a little bit more courageous, a little less fearful person who is going after what they want, really. Yeah. And and not being scared to do it. So I'm curious, maybe you can tell us like how does that all those work with uh, with the, some of your female clientele? Like profile them a little bit more for us so we can understand who they are. Sure. So most of them are they're successful in their career for the most part, but what ends up happening is they don't have the proper tools, the proper the proper skill sets. And so they end up in sometimes even you know abusive relationship, emotionally unavailable. They get involved with emotionally unavailable men, 
or you know they're overgiving, but they don't receive well. They don't really allow someone else to take care of them because they're so used to doing everything on their own. A lot of these women are have limited beliefs regarding love, um, whether it's something that happened to them when they were younger. Um, they're also pretty scared to give up their independence and gain interdependence. So what I try to do is you know work them through getting in touch with their sensuality, their emotions and to be able to express themselves, you know, to be nurturing as most women are naturally that way, to be more receptive too. Interesting, right? So let's now dive in a little bit more to the mind of the woman when she is getting approached. Okay, so so let's talk about that. What if some of the women that you work with have said about that? And I'm trying not to I'm asking you in a very general way because I don't want to lead you to any specific answer. Just like, what do they say to you? So a lot of them, they, they are, I guess, skeptical in a sense. You know, are they approaching them because they genuinely want to get to know them or are they approaching them because they want to have sex with them? So it's more of like, depending, I think, on the approach, depending on what they say, how they approach them. Does that make sense? Yep, yeah, totally. so it varies, but for the most part, a lot of them are skeptical, and I don't know okay, where that so stems from. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, for myself as well, like, why do they? Why are they skeptical? Why can't they just accept the fact that they are being approached for because they're beautiful or because the man is interested? I think I have some ideas. So, a woman who is getting approached, right? So let's break this yeah. down. So we'll kind of figure this out here. So you said she wants to know. So her experience is, is this guy here for... So what did you say? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Exactly what you said. So, Well, is he trying to... What's his, what's his yeah, motive? what's his motive ultimately? What is the motive? Is he trying to get to know me? Does he want to get to know me because he's attracted to me? Or is he just trying to have sex with me? What's the motive? Yeah. So I think the reason... My theory is the reason why that's happening is... A woman doesn't want to give up sex so fast. She needs to feel safe. She needs to feel comfortable. She needs to feel secure. And she needs to know that this is going to be a guy who she can be attracted to. She doesn't know if she's attracted to a man right away. She knows a little bit by maybe his demeanor in the first you know, 10 seconds, by his looks, because that's all she has to judge right. on. But it's not enough to know 100% because women are more attracted to behavior and men, just generally yeah. speaking, and, and men are more attracted to, to a woman's looks, right? So you, you, know, you need the telltale signs like, is this guy a masculine guy? Is this guy someone who is, I mean, just generally is attractive? And so she needs a little bit more time. So right away, she's skeptical. Is this guy just using me for something? Does he want something from me? Who is this guy? And also, again, this is a theory, you know, going back to like evolutionary psychology and, and what I know about it and putting it all together, this woman's not gonna is not gonna want a guy who's gonna want to necessarily have sex with her and then leave because she needs someone around to help father the child. Now, of course, we, you know, we know that that's not the conscious thought. You know, she, yeah. she you know will have sex with, with guys not trying to have a kid right away. But that's ingrained in her biologically. Like, it, you know, she doesn't want a guy to just use her for sex and then leave. Now, again, generally speaking, of course, women do like casual sex. 
and they will have sex with a man without necessarily wanting commitment. But what's ingrained in her is this idea of safety. Is this guy going to make her feel emotionally safe and also physically safe? Yeah, absolutely. Women have a lot to fear there. What are your thoughts on on some of the things I I think you hit it right on, on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. For us, I mean, being a woman myself, I can say that emotional and security is very important. And so when you meet someone, like you said, not knowing is, is this person going to make me feel safe? Is this someone that I can actually have kids with and have a future with? And we can't know that once we meet a person. However, what I could add to that is depending on the approach. So I think that at least for me, depending on the approach, I kind of could tell whether you know this is someone I do want to get to know or I don't. So for instance, if he is be, I won't be even interested in, in getting to know this person. But if he shows respect and you know some sort of care or something, then maybe I would. If he's being passive aggressive, then I probably wouldn't even give him the, the time or the day to get to know me. Personally, mm-hmm. I just I'm not into that. But maybe for another girl, that might be intriguing. So I think it all depends on the approach as well and, and what, what is said you know, during that moment. What else have women said to you in terms of maybe a, an approach that was done well versus one that wasn't, uh, that she rejected a guy? So, and this can be you know, all experiences. It could be at a bar, a club, it could be at a grocery store, you know, during the day sometime. Have you heard about any of these approaches? Yeah, so I think that for the most part, a lot of a lot of my clients and just even my friends, my girlfriends, a lot of the guys that were persistent, meaning for instance, they wouldn't just give up. They were persistently trying to approach whether it was to, you know, please can I take you out on a date or trying to figure out where they can get their, you know, the phone number. Those men, they were actually attracted to because they were persistently trying to get their attention and it didn't matter in which way. So for instance, like if they were at a bar and and he would just come up and ask for the phone number, can I buy you a drink? And she said, no. And then he did that again and again and again. The persistency is what basically made them kind of, you know, give their number up. So that quality... That's interesting. Yeah. That quality I think is great. I mean, I don't think it works on every single female, but it works on, on most. I want to be careful too when, when, when we say this, because I feel like I try not to use the word persistent. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it's great that you did because that's, that's the experience and that's what women are saying. But now that we kind of brought that word mm-hmm. up, I want to be careful when guys listen. They're like, oh, because I can you know, hear them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, got it. You got to be persistent. And so in that case, it works, right? You see, you're talking about persistence in getting it. Correct. Where, like yeah. you said, of course, it doesn't work every time, but you know, it does work a percentage of the time if you're a little bit more persistent. What I don't want guys to think is, okay, so you know, there's this girl that I really like and I haven't you know, asked her out yet, but I'm going to be persistent in always hanging out. So they're persistent mm-hmm. in this way of acting in a way that just keeps them in the friend zone mm-hmm. versus the guys that you're talking about are the guys that are, you know, no, I want your number because I'm going to take you out. Yeah. We're going to do this. It's going to be, you know, it's the more confident, I guess. Yeah. The ones that are, they, they know what they want and they're kind of going for it. Whether uh-huh. they, rejection isn't really even there, for, at least for them, or they feel like it's not there right. for them. Yeah. 
in in the context right. of the date, yeah. which is the most important here. You know, persistence in continually trying to hang out with someone, but you're just like, you know, trying to be friends with them, or you're not clearly stating what this context is. That's not going to work at all, like zero percentage of the time, because you're just digging yourself deeper into the friends. Yeah, or or stalker zone. <laughs> <laughs> or stalkers. Well, well, both can be stalkers on, right? Even if you're persistent trying to get a date, that could be that could be good. I tell guys though, you know, is give it a shot, try. If it doesn't work by by one or two times, just like that's it, move on. Yeah. But what else? What what else has uh has have women said or, or have been their experiences? What the approaches? I mean, I I think that for the most part, they are open to getting approached. It's more of like, well, what is, again, we're going back to that, like, what is their motive? What are they trying to get out of it? So I know for when I was single for years, the way I would get approached is they would, you know, come up to me and just say, use lines like, you know, God bless America, that they they, they created you or something like that, like very strange and just like very cheesy pickup lines. Like those really never worked. The more organic, just being yourself, being natural, like, hey, are you single? I think asking if if the female is single is a good start. And then if she says yes, then you kind of can ask, you know, can I can I take you out on a date? Can I get your phone number? And not being too pushy, not being too aggressive, too passive aggressive, I think really works. Okay. Has any woman ever said to you, you know, like, wow, like this one guy came up to me and it just it just went right. Like everything went right. What would you say there? Well, I would first, I mean, yeah, of course, I've, I've heard that before, kind of that just that chemistry that, are, I guess, that unspoken attraction. Or do you mean by they actually verbally said certain things that made them feel that way? Let's go okay. with both. So, yeah, that, that's, that has happened, I think, more so than not. But again, I always like to, I guess, dissect them and try to figure out okay, well, is it a physical attraction? You you have to get to know them. I always like to tell my clients to take it slow, get to know each other first, get to really know each other first emotionally before you get physical. And again, it doesn't work for everyone, but for the most part, I think it just you build a stronger bond with each other, a stronger dynamic when you really get to know the person because you might not like them. They might not be your person once you get to know them, you know, their values, their morals and maybe I'm old school in that regards but I think that that's really important. How do you how have you found how sex has affected the way a woman feels about a man once they have sex for the first time? Oh yeah, I mean sex completely it what they become irrational. You know, especially if you have really good sex, you kind of like forget about everything else. So that's why it's dangerous to have sex right away. Because for women sex is is more emotional based. It's not purely physical. As for you know, for a man, for instance, and so once they get physical too too quickly, they become irrational and they don't actually look at the person for who they are. They start to idolize them and create all these different stories. And so that's why I like to say that at least go on a couple of dates, get to know them, and you can have crazy chemistry without actually having sex, and you still enjoy each other's company. Got it. Yeah, it's interesting, right? It's like. I always say to guys, women become more invested. Oh, yeah. They become more invested in a man 
once sex is on the table, once it actually happens. <laughs> it's funny. I like the way you said it. Like but irrational. it is. It's, it's yeah, irrational. It is irrational. I mean... He'll become so into a guy and he might... We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. So, and... I think, I think that happens for guys too. I think that once they... You know what happens is for guys, on the guy's end is, if they sleep with a woman that is pretty and the sex doesn't even have to be good, like if it just happens, it's game over. This guy is in love. This guy is in love with this woman. Of course, not every time, but I've heard it more times you could ever imagine. It's like they get that shot. You know, even I'll even take it a step back. Even if they get a shot with a girl where they even get to kiss her. And and and, he, and by the way, we're just saying that it's a it's a woman that he is very physically attracted to. Mm-hmm. If that happens, a kiss all the way to sex, it's d- danger zone. Like danger zone, irrational, doesn't matter what this woman does, how she treats him, he will just chase her and chase her because he got a taste of that validation. You know, it's like a combination of like validation from the pretty woman. And it's also because, of course, you know, you, you yeah. enjoy it. Someone that you're hooking up with that you're physically attracted to. And that is a, a lethal combo. <laughs> If this woman is not a good match, you know, or for whatever the reasons may be, and uh, and yes, it's same for with the. With I the like woman, that right? you use the word validation. I think that it's so important because I, I, first of all, I never knew that. I just learned something new in terms of how the the men feel, you know, especially if, like you said, they're really if the woman is really beautiful and they're attracted to her. But with women, I think, you know, validation, it's kind of the same thing in a sense where maybe they don't want to jump in the bed too soon because what will happen once the chase is over? Then what? How do you mean exactly? So I mean, for instance, like some of the, some of the women might be attracted to, to the guys that they meet right away, but they don't necessarily jump into, into bed with them right away because they also know that men like the chase. And if it's not there or if, if they're not really working to get into, into bed with these women, once they do, they might not be attracted to them anymore, to the women. Yeah, because right, right. this What's happened to me before yeah. no, when ahead. I was you know, younger where I, I learned rather quickly that men do like the chase, whether it's you know, short, short-term chase or long-term, meaning depending on how long, but if you're easy, kind of like if you just give it up to everybody, then where's the mystery? Same, it's the same idea for men. It's actually Is almost it? identical, you know. Well, in the sense that with the with mm-hmm. the chase, you know, is that a woman is going to be more attracted to a guy if he's harder to get and not so easy to get. You know, it's a, it's the same idea there. The thing where it differs is. For well, let me ask you this: In your experiences with a man who you did not allow to to chase and you gave it up easily, what happened after that? Nothing really. I feel like we either stopped talking or we would just lose that interest. I guess for the most part. I think that. With that person, yeah. It was With that person, it was definitely inevitable. I agree, and again, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes there, I know plenty of couples who jumped into bed like on their first date, and now they're happily married. 
So it's not necessarily, I don't think that that's, you know, a deal breaker. But at the end of the day, it's like you, you're not really getting to know the person. You have no, and then you jump into bed with them. And then what? It could even turn into like a booty call. No, I mean, that's the whole thing. And it gets a little complicated here, but it's like men and women are the same in that sense in terms of all the chasing works. I just feel that a guy is going to chase and he's going to chase and whether he's looking for just sex or, or a relationship, right? Like he'll keep up with that chase. Mm-hmm. Like if the woman kind of just doesn't up right away. However, in the back of his mind, he has already made up whether or not this is someone he will continue with. You know, it's like he's just going for the chase because he just wants to sleep with them or he's going for the chase because he's actually interested in them. It's like, so however long the chase happens, if it, if he does, you know, finally get to the end goal, which we'll say is sex here, you know, whatever happens, happens. On the other end is if a woman is chasing a guy and the guy doesn't allow it. So, you know, if a guy, so in order to get a woman to chase, you just have to also not give it up so fast in terms of your attention. It's more, it's like a... And so once that happens, at that point, well, in a weird way, it feels like like almost most... I mean, I know I'm generalizing here. I'd just love to hear your, your, your thoughts on this. It's like, once the woman has sex, nine times out of ten, she's going to be invested yeah, in this. Absolutely, guy. yeah, you're one hundred percent right. Yep, she will be invested. Or a guy will just be like, okay, he'll he'll fifty fifty, you know, leave or not. But it bonds a, a woman more. Absolutely, it bonds a woman more, and she's she's fully invested in this person. But my question to you is, because I'm curious now, at what point does he know whether he? If that this is purely sexual, or that he wants, let's say, you know, to to really get to know this person and maybe have a relationship with them. That is, a <laughs> I'm just question. curious now. Um. Okay. Okay. So, I think if I had to give an answer here, I would say he has. He's going into this with two mindsets. Okay, we'll say three mindsets, and we'll say it's a third, a third, a third. Okay. First mindset is. I have no interest in being with this girl any more than casual mm-hmm. sex. The second one is I'm not sure yet. I don't I don't know yet. Like I know I want to have sex with her, but like I I I I don't know. I'm open. I'm not even thinking about it too much. I don't know too much about her. Maybe there's something here that could happen. It's almost like he's not even thinking about it. And the third one is he wants it all. He's like chasing this girl, wants this girl, she's attractive. And, you know, maybe they went on a date or maybe he sort of knows her and he wants the relationship. So it's almost like two thirds of guys will go into it being like, okay, let's see what happens here. And, or, you know, or I want it. And then the other third is guys who are just, you know, plain just doing it for sex. When I say a third, a third, a third, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of making up numbers here. This is not like, okay, I know for a fact that like, a third of the third is what's... But these are the three different options mm-hmm. here, you know, in terms of what I see. And I don't know the breakdown of like what guy wants what, but but I know that a woman does have a shot at being with a guy if uh, if she's cool, you know, if she's not needy, if she's not crazy. So yeah, I think if she has her own... There, but... 
um, identity too. I think it's attractive. She has her own hobbies, her own friends, her own interests. Yeah. Where it kind of makes her, you know, she's independent in a sense, but at the same time, not too independent where, you know, as if she doesn't need a man, but she's her own person. She, she's not, she has her own identity. I think that's really important. And, um, that's something that I always talk about to my clients as well, you know, like even the different dating strategies, but honoring like your own needs and sticking to what is important to you. You know, this just got me thinking about some women I know, for instance, who they won't have sex with a guy only because of the numbers, meaning it it will increase the number of partners that they have in their life. Yeah. The woman has in their life. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Totally. Yeah. And that makes sense. That makes sense. It gets really complicated with that and, and how it works with double standards and everything. But yeah, I don't think many women are proud or have ever been or will ever be proud of their numbers unless yeah. it's low. You know, I think women are probably more yeah, proud of low numbers and, and men are more proud of yeah. high numbers, generally speaking. You know, and I think that goes back to some of the, the things we're saying here on, on evolutionary bi- biology and and psychology is that you know a woman is wanting to have just a certain amount of children and breed, so to speak, or mate, yeah. <laughs> breed like a dog, mate, <laughs> mate with men, like less, you know, because she just wants to have those few children. Again, this is not conscious; yeah. it's all Oops. unconscious or sub, sub, subconscious. And uh, and for a man, you know, he wants to spread this seed. So to speak, and and you know, and has the ability to like he he can do that. A woman can only be pregnant so many times, but a man can spread a seed almost yeah. infinitely, right? So again, not saying that that's how it should be. I'm not saying that a man should just go and sleep with three thousand women. I'm not saying that a woman should only sleep with two men in her life. But if you look at it and you look at what's attractive in this weird way, a man would like to hear. If a woman hasn't slept, I'm not saying again, we're not talking about how it should be or double standards or anything. Just let's yeah. be honest. Like a man's not going to be like, well, she slept with 30 guys. That's hot. You know, interestingly enough, on the other side, it's not like a woman's going to be like, whoa, he slept with a hundred guys. That's hot too. But at the end of the day, there is going to be something inside of her that's like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. So he had slept with, you know, let's say, you know, 200 girls or a hundred girls, which is a pretty high number. There must be something about him, you know, and that gives her this what's called social proof that there is something about him that is attractive. Again, it gets complicated, and of course, this is generally speaking, but that is it is yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. It's it's also besides just the social proof. It's kind of like, well, he's been he's been around the block, but it's almost like, and he chose me, kind of, you know, about choosing. Like I was chosen. Yeah, that's how I see it. That's the first thing that came to mind when you were when you were saying that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And yeah, now he's he's with me yeah. and that's validation and that feels good. It's almost um, twisted in a sense <laughs> when you really think about it. <laughs> it is. It's all, it's all twisted. It's all strange. Like this is not what we're saying here is not very politically correct stuff, you know. Um but what's interesting is I can and this is a theory because we're talking about this now and in my head I'm thinking, you know, a man might think the same thing. Like she chose me. She's only been with three guys yeah. in her whole life. I'm number four. Wow. Yeah. You know, 
versus, okay, she's been with a hundred, you know, dudes. I mean, it's funny, funny enough, <laughs> the guy would still want to sleep with her. Um, but, but, you know, it'd be like, whoa, like she's choosing to be with me. She's only been with, you know, a select few yeah. people. So, that is interesting. so interesting how, how we can be very different in, yeah. in these ways. Let's transition a little bit to online, okay. right? So online dating. So we've seen this. We know how this works. Women's inboxes of messages are slammed and men's are smaller, a lot smaller. What's a woman's perspective in terms of online dating and, and who, how she chooses? You know, because she'll match with a bunch of guys, doesn't mean she's going to message these guys. And even then, it doesn't mean she's going to go out with these guys. So, what makes a woman choose to be like, okay, I will respond to this? Well, guy. So, when it comes to that, um, I can talk from personal experience as well. When I was single, I was on all these different sites like Bumble and J Swipe. And so, I think that first and foremost, you know, they look at, at the pictures. So, if they have like good quality pictures and they're liking what they're seeing, they might, you know, swipe. Also, like what's written in their bio, I think is really interesting because, for instance, like let's say she's a hardcore Republican and in his bio, he's saying that he's a Democrat. Even if he's good looking, she might not, she might not swipe. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense. So it's like, yeah, yeah. So pictures pictures go go to to the the bio. bio, And then once, you know, they start having a conversation, I think it just has to do with what their conversation, how how their conversation flows. Do they have, you know, things in common? Do they have common interests? Kind of just get to know each other. But first and foremost, it's definitely the pictures and the bio. Because if some of the bios that I've seen are just it's I have no words. It's ridiculous. I remember seeing a bio where he literally would write like, I'm here for sex and sex only. So if you're not interested in sex, like don't don't even bother like reaching out. <laughs> wow, interesting. Way to make me feel safe, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, another thing too is because she has so many matches, she then to me this is my she has you know, my theory. I haven't actually heard this from any women. She's got options, so it's kind of like then it turns into luck, right? Because it's like you can have a great. A profile and a great bio as a guy. Absolutely. Does that guarantee anything? No, because there's going to be a lot of other guys who have it too. And I don't mean to say this to discourage anyone from online dating. Online dating is fantastic. And as long as you have a profile, a good profile, a good bio and good pictures and all that stuff, you will get results. It's just, it's not going to be game changer insane. You're still going to have only a select few women, but you'll have enough. It's just that it won't be yeah. everything because she does have other men to select from. But again, great place to meet women and you will if you, everything is optimized. But then that's why you also want to do approaching too. So this is what I say to guys. You know, I say that you still want to do approaches almost because of that is because you're going to get a little bit hindered on online dating. So you'll get some stuff from online dating, online dating, great. But then you want to do approaches because not as many men are approaching. So it's not like, okay, she gets hit up by 10 guys in one day. So you have more of this opportunity, I believe, if you do a really good approach. But again, there's not the numbers as much as there is online. Online, you can go through so many women as an approaching 
system. There's only so many women you can approach. So there's pros and cons to each of them. And so that's why you yeah, want to. And I both. agree with you that I think approaching is just also more powerful because you're, you see kind of, you know, the, the, the full package or not, not in the full package, but you see the person. Because with online, the tricky part is, as even I remember, a lot of people would post pictures of themselves from like 10 years ago where when you meet them, they're like, you know, 10, 15 pounds heavier. They don't look the same way as they do on pictures. So, it's almost it's this like kind of false illusion in a way as well that you wouldn't get you know if you were to approach right right yeah that's true that's another thing is she doesn't know but in an approach she yeah. knows it's right there right it's it's matter of fact yeah any other thoughts that you want to give us or anything else with perspectives on the female mind what she's thinking in terms of approaches in person, online, anything else I think that, comes to that um, using your mind, meaning if you can seduce her with your mind or with her mind, you, you're ultimately winning. So whatever that may, may be like to you, if you get to know her and you really take that time, I feel like you're going to win regardless, even if it's just to have sex with her even if that if like even if your goal is to just have sex with her but i understand that it's an investment so you for me i feel like if you invest a little bit more into trying to get to know her trying to get her you you come out winning regardless got it no that's that's good yeah it, 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 instead of just yeah, coming off of someone coming who's interested off. in one yeah, thing one that's thing more only. powerful yeah yeah no definitely i mean you know we're not robots here so and you can't act like one. Like you are with a person who, even if she's not, even if she's not interested in in a relationship, and will own, and will have casual sex, she still wants to know you yeah. give a shit, even a little bit. So you you can't just be completely one sided with it and just you know try to rush to that process. There is going to be seduction, no yeah. matter what's going on. Or no matter what you want. Otherwise, I feel like if there's no seduction. You're not getting far. Yeah. Yeah, not too far at all. <laughs> Maybe a friend or not. Or a stalker. Or, or a stalker. <laughs> there you, okay. See, this is not my perspective. That's why I have guests like you on because I don't even think about that. But that's right. That is something that women have to worry about. And that is a... you know, God, it sounds so crappy that women have to think about that. You know, that's like one thing that guys just don't ever have to think about, you know, um, maybe once in a while, but like not in a dangerous way because men are more dangerous to women than a oh, woman yeah. is to a man, generally speaking, of course, also. Yeah. You know, that's why we think like that because you never know. There's a lot of, you know, it's crazies out there too. So you, you really never know. Guards are up. It's your job yeah. as a guy to bring it down. Cool. Well, you know, it was great to have you on this episode. Uh, if guys want to just kind of see, you know, I know you don't coach men, but they want to just see what you're up to and what you're about, yeah, where absolutely. should they find um, you? The best way would probably to um, direct message me on Instagram and my IG handle is I am Enamel. Also, my website, they can check out enamel.com. And if your audience would love to reach out, even with questions, I would gladly answer them even through the DMs. So. I'm up for that as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for doing this. And uh, appreciate having you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. And 
I hope you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Thank you. You too.